Welcome to Parenting Vanessa Clones Podcast. I'm super excited to tell you that this is the announcement that I'm going to be on starting January 6th, Saturday mornings on 95.7 The Game KGMZ, which is the talk at home of the Warriors. Super happy about that one. Uh, talk about, you know, people that you trust. I just ended up calling a friend because I was on KBC down in LA and I'm like, I really want to get back on. And she's like, I think there's a show or, a, you know, a radio station. And I just went with her flow. And then at the end of signing, I go, who am I on again? So I'm happy to, you know, it's actually like a, you know, reputable station. Not that others aren't, but I'm just saying. Okay. So what I want to talk about today is this. I saw a couple of videos of, with everything going on with Israel and, you know, Gaza. And I don't want to go into political stuff. I, I saw a bunch of teenagers, you know, destroying things and just like this whole thing. And it just got me thinking about, you know, me as a teenager and just, I got to be honest, like, I don't know how to say this. I'm, you know, I, I come from the place of, I look at you as a good human being, not on what you're doing on the outside of the world, but how you're with your family, right? So like you could do all these amazing things in the world. I'm not going to go into people and examples and everything else because I don't need an argument on this one. But there are a lot of prominent people in this world that do a lot for the world, for their ego, but at the end of the day are not there for their kids or the people around them that matter. Because at the end of the day, it's around the people that are close to you that make you who you are and like what reputation you want to be because that's who remembers you. you. Yes, you can spend all this money on different organizations. You can do all these other things, but at the end of the day, like... You know, and maybe coming from somebody that had, let's call him my biological father, who was very well respected in his field, but was a horrible father. So it was definitely very difficult for me as a child to like, you know, understand like, why do all these people like respect and admire him? And when he passed away, like there was a lot of like... I don't want to say news, but there's a couple articles written about him. And I remember my siblings going, okay, well, what do you want to say? And I'm like, I'm not saying anything. That's not who he was as a person. So I really struggle with the, the, of like the persona that people have on what it is. And so what I want to talk about is that I, you know, I have dyslexia and I have other learning differences. So school was very difficult for me, which means I found every way to escape being educated. <laughs> like I'll been that every single way I was like, I'm out, you know? I mean, even like when I had a coach, like the, the basketball coach, track coach, whatever, like, and so- so- well, no, he didn't do soccer, but he like really wanted me. He's like, you're really great. But I was also the one in PE that like, if you have to run a mile, I don't think I've ever ran a mile in my life in high school. Cause I would hide behind the bleachers and then come out. Like that's the stuff that I would do, but he let me get away with it. Cause he's like, cause he tried to, he's like, I kind of wonder, I want to get her into something else. So he kind of let me get away with that. I also was like taking his keys to go get lunch. There was all these things that I would do because I just didn't felt comfortable. Like I didn't understand what was happening in the classroom. The classroom was so hard for me. So I did everything else to be out of it. I mean, to me, like I was out, you know, I was at all those 18 and over clubs dancing. Listen, I gotta be honest, a night, a night out dancing, I am all in 110%. Like that's my night. Um, but as a kid, not understanding like why I was trying to avoid everything and then I, I kid you not, like a month before I was supposed to graduate, I get a like, okay, so my, this is it. My, my stepdad, who's, I call my dad. Um, I was like, listen, I want, I'm going to miss these classes. I was able to talk him into like, 
well, are you going to pass? Yeah. I was like, okay, just do that. And so he would, you know, give me permission. And then I would do these fake notes and sign my mom's name. Now my mom is like, not like, she's not letting me get away with anything. Like my mom is like, at like, I want to say my junior year, I was allowed to stay at someone's house until I talked to them. Like I was doing so much shit all the time that like, I was not to do anything because she's like, you're just, I'm monitoring you. Like no one, like no one's business. Like that's it. I remember one time I got my, my wisdom teeth pulled out of all four of them impacted. I go, and there was a party that night I wanted to go to. And she, I go, I'm going to go. She's like, no, you're not. I go, I am going to go. <laughs> so my friends show up and she gives me, she's like, oh, this is to help with the pain. Dude, my mom, that was like pain. She's like, oh, you can't go because like you can't be out with those pain medication because that's like a higher level of pain. My mom knew me. Like, She's like, no, you're not going anywhere. She let my friends like pass by and like, that's it. This is what we're doing. Like you're not doing it. But she also knows that I have a, ten- I, have a high- I have a very high pain tolerance. I also like, I also at that point I was like, I don't want to miss out on anything. I like to go out. I like, I, that time I was like, I'm very social in that piece. But she's like, but you're not passing your school. Now, my senior year, this all is accumulating, right? And I'm getting caught. So I remember I get called into the office and they're like, had a calendar schedule. And they're like, all the classes that I missed that I wasn't there and that I missed. And like my mom and I have the same signature. And so we said, we called your mom. And I'm like, oh, I'm set. My mom's going to say that, that she signed off on everything. <laughs> and my mom's like, no. What does she need to do? I don't care if she has to do summer school. She's doing it. My mom taught me she have to have responsibility. Now, my dad, on the other hand, is like, has a second grade education, you know, um, is from Israel, like didn't, you know, came to Israel when, it, you know, in 1948 and lost half his family there. So he, to him, he's just trying to like, he, he doesn't want, you know, he wants everyone happy. Like there's a part of him that just wants everybody to like do well. But there's also part of him that he has a very moral, he has a very strong moral compass, which I think he's installed in me because today when I saw these kids like defacing all these things on these other like, you know, Jewish buildings or whatnot and doing stuff and they're taking videos and I'm just going, where are the parents? And I'm thinking like, what was my child like? Because, you know, if it wasn't for my stepdad, that would be me. You know, my, my stepdad, you know, came in my, to my life with like, you, you know, there's a couple rules and these are a couple rules I have at my school. Number one, if you have an issue with somebody, you say it to their face. I was allowed to talk one day, one day about somebody. And I wasn't allowed to come home the second day. He's like, that's gossip. We don't gossip. And we do not do that. And he's like, now you have an issue, you go to them. So that's probably why I have all these issues in relationships sometimes because I'm very, people might think I'm confrontational, but I'm just being honest and to the point. And everyone's like, oh, you're mad. I'm like, I'm actually not mad. This is what I get all the time. I just say how I feel. And it's like, well, you're mad. I'm I'm not mad. Like, I'm just, let me, just hear me out. Right. But that's, but that's how I was raised. You know, we, you know, I remember one time, this is even a couple years ago, my dad and I got this, like, we're fighting, we're not fighting at the house and we're getting this like conversation and it's getting heated. And then we go, he's driving me to the airport and it's getting heated even more. And we're both just explaining our viewpoints. And then we get to the point we're dropping off and it's like, we're hugging each other. I love you. and, And it's done. We're just expressing ourselves. It's not like there's this like, I'm mad and I'm holding this anger and there's all this like hidden other stuff. No, it's just, that's just what it is. It's very simple. And I think this is where I get misunderstood because everyone's like, oh, she's aggressive. She's this. I go, no, it's not just, you know, there's a common decency of how you treat people and what you're doing. Now, when I saw these kids and I'm like, what are your parents doing? And I'm just thinking like, wow, like 
I just, it just brought me to a point of like my sperm donor dad. I'll just call him. <laughs> I hate to say that actually. Let's just call him. Uh, I don't know what to call him, but that, that would be appropriate on some level. But he always played games. He was always lying. Nothing was ever real. Nothing was ever truthful. Nothing. So imagine like, you know, growing up in two households where like someone's always lying. Someone's always doing things and even everyone else believed him. And then you have another part and you're being raised by a family that's always being truthful and always be honest. Do you know how confusing that is <laughs> like, as a kid? And at the end of the day, what it came down to is this. I respect my stepdad. You know, yeah, I, I was wild in my, like, in my own way, I was wild. Well, I, most people, yeah, I was kind of wild. But, you know, I like to go out, but but I always went out with, like, safety measures, if that makes sense. So if I'm going to be doing something or it, it might, I'm like, I'm not sure who I'm with or whatnot, there's always an outside person that knows. There's always somebody else that knew something. And if I, and if there's an opportunity to do something, it was like, that could get me in trouble. I'm thinking of my damn stepdad. He's in my head. So I don't do anything, you know, and, you know, and I, I just talked to another parent a couple of weeks ago. We were just talking about some random things. We're just, we, I just met at a bar. We're just met, messing around talking like a Sunday watching a game, which I don't watch games, but sometimes it's just fun to like pretend that you know what you're doing and just go and sit and whatever. But, um, he was talking about how his teenager, he's like, I don't know how to connect. So I'll do anything. So she just kind of comes and goes as she wants to. But if I tell her not to do anything, then we're fighting all the time. And I'm like, wow, like. What is really happening? And so I'm seeing these kids and I'm like, what's happening in that home where do your parents think that this is okay? And who is it that's going to be that person for that child to realize that like there is a right and a wrong and there's how you treat people. You're, I mean, by you vandalizing something, is that going to like change the cause of what you're thinking? Is that going to change the whole perce- perception of what the world is going to be for you? You know, for me, I, I am... Um, very fortunate that I have somebody that gave a shit about me. And I got to tell you, I got yelled at every day of my life or at least majority of, let's say like between by the time he came in at like four to like 18, I would say like 80% of the time I was being yelled at on like respecting myself, making sure that you have your values, making sure that like how you treat people. And here's another thing. I remember one time when I got my license plate, when my license, not my license, my driver's license, my license plate. Uh, that's funny. No, but I got uh, my driver's license and I said, oh, it's funny. I'm like, oh, if he would have hit me, I would have sued. I got yelled up for that comment. This is where I know I was raised differently than most people. And my dad's like, we do not do that. We don't sue people. That is the wrong way to do it. You don't treat people like that. That is not how we do things and everything else. Like, and I just remember going, what? He's like, no, that's a coward way. Like you, I go, we work for things. We work hard for everything. And you don't sue people to, to get, you know, get ahead. That's not, that's not our family value. Well, I never thought about it again until a year ago. I did, I was at a school. Okay. Understandably, I was wearing the wrong shoes. There's water on the floor. Those combinations don't work. And I ate it at a school. So it was, you know, thank God it was the morning and everyone was already in school as the ambulance is taking me out because I can't move. And I'm like, no one's touching me because my knee is like literally like you look at you have two knees because it's all the way not to be graphic on there. And and then the head of the school is talking to me. And he's like, well, I got to make sure you're okay." And I and I just looked at him. I go, he's like, well, I'm going to be here. And I'm like, listen, I'm not going to sue you. (laughs) He doesn't want to go. 
that's not like my thing. I'm not going to sue you. Like I, that's just not how I function. I have insurance. We'll figure it. Like I'll figure it out. And he didn't say anything. And then when I got put on, like I'm like laughing. So for the thing is when I'm like in a crisis mode, I'm like a comedian. Like no one's joke. Like I'm actually fucking hilarious. I just got sorry. I'm hilarious. So I'm going after joke after joke after joke and making everyone laugh. And then and then all of a sudden the ambulance comes in. <laughs> they put me on the, you know, the thing to roll to roll me out. And I'm like, oh my god, this is real. <laughs> and this other guy comes in and like held my hand. It was one of the sweetest moments. I actually went and thanked him for that because it made me feel like, you know, I do a lot of things alone and I'm silent. And then went into the hospital, whatever. But what was interesting is this. There is two people in the span of a week that didn't ask if I was going to sue. That, that never asked. And it was my family, right? It was my family. And like another family friend that like the same values. Not one of them asked. Everyone was like, well, are you going to sue? Are you going to do this? Like they shouldn't have water on the floor. Yeah, like whatever. Things happen in life that you can't explain. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to come after you. You know, I'm just not that person. When my ex and I got divorced, I said, do what you think is right. I'm out. I am not one to sit here. The amount of energy it's take to fight somebody and to do that. I don't have that time. I got other things to do in my head. So that was the first realization that I was raised with a different morals or that. The other thing is what, what has come up with this whole is like the whole war happening is that be strong. I don't think I realize how much of be strong and fight no matter is how I was raised with and like how much that is like embedded in me because I remember when I was going through my divorce I told my like my dad just couldn't handle me home I move home and he just couldn't handle it he's like I'm I'm on I'm crying all the time but he just couldn't handle that I was upset it wasn't like anything personal on that piece it was just more like my daughter's upset and I remember saying okay give me three days to like mourn this whole thing, what I just did and what I accomplished. And then I won't, I, I won't be as bad. I will have ups and down days, but I won't be as bad. But I need three days just to like feel this pain, feel what's happening and do it. And he's like, okay, that was a very hard three days for him. But I got to tell you, growing up with the whole thing and, 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 you know, his background of being Israeli and like, Losing half of his family as a kid and watching them die in front of him. Let's just let's just be honest and say how it is. He doesn't want to see us suffer. He doesn't want to see his own kids, and so he's raised us to be this this these strong individuals. And I was the kid that like oh, Vanessa is a sensitive butterfly. Don't say anything. Like you wouldn't you weren't allowed to talk to me about things because I would cry. I cried on everything. I still do. When I'm really pissed off, you're gonna see me cry. If I'm really happy, you're gonna see me cry. But once I release it, it's done and it's over with. My dad's always said, you have to let things go. Once it's done, you move on and it's gone and we're done. And you're not going to go after people on that. And then if, if they're not doing the right thing, you feel sorry for them. And that's what it is. But there's not this vengeance. There's not this hate. And this is the hate that I'm seeing with these young kids now. And it's like, what are the parents doing? I mean, do the parents know that they're vandalizing different properties? Like, that's the rest of their life that's going to affect. That's a record. So like, how are we parenting and how are we looking at situations? And I don't even know how this is coming together. I just needed to vent on something because I, I was, when I saw those kids, I saw myself of what I could be without the right person in my life.
And it does take one person. And recently, you know, um, I had a conversation of like, uh, someone was saying how like they have a client and, you know, they do all these great things. And at the end of it, I said, listen, like, I totally understand, like on paper, they look amazing, but you don't know how they are at home. At home is what matters. How you treat the people close to you. You can go and donate to whatever. You can do whatever the hell you want. I don't really give a shit to make yourself look good. But that's ego-driven. But how you treat the people close to you. How you're doing it. You know, every, everyone goes to a different country to go volunteer. Why don't you go in the backyards of, our, of where we are now? Why are we not helping the people close to us here? It's the same with your family. You know, if you want to be part of this you know, I want this, I want people to recognize me and who I am and do all this other stuff, but you're, 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 you know, a douchebag and at home is a problem, which is my dad. And, you know, I don't have a relationship with half my family because of this. And I'm the one that's going to call it out. I'm not going to live in this fantasy world that he was this amazing person when he wasn't, he wasn't there for us. Half the stuff he was, is a lie. He, he, he was always, you know, blaming other people. He never took responsibility for anything else. It's his needs and his wants. So when the, when the, you know, the newspaper showed up to say, what do you have to say about your dad? I'm like, I'm not going to talk. I'm either going to say what I feel or I'm not going to talk. I choose not to speak. I'm not going to disrespect him openly. There's another thing. Like, I'm not going to, you know, there's a couple of rules I have in life. Number one, if you're pissed at somebody, it's, you don't do it openly. You do it privately, right? You fight privately. That's the way you do it. You, you need to have some respect in the way you do it. Your words that matter, your words matter. Like you, things keep and they stay and you have to be careful on that piece and that those words stick. So that's a big thing for me. Also, I don't go to bed mad. If I have an issue with someone, you're going to know at that moment. And then that's it. We're done. Now, if it happened on Tuesday, it stays on Tuesday. I don't bring it up. And I think that's the difference. Like a lot of people will bring things up from the past. I'm like, if I tell you it's over and it's over. Now, if you're with somebody that you say it's over and they keep doing the same stuff, that's a different situation. Then like, you know, maybe you're not the right person for me because you're not respecting what I'm, what I need. And you have to look at like how we communicate and how we do things, but also understand that as a parent with these teenagers that are doing things, you have to model the same behavior. You have to shape them and be like, okay, what's right from wrong? You know, kindness goes a long way and we are missing kindness in this world. And I don't even know common sense right now. doesn't seem like common sense to me. And this scares the crap out of me. What are we creating in kids where hate gives them the excuse for poor behavior? I had a lot of excuses to come up a different way. I had a lot of reasons to do a lot of different things. But I got to tell you, I had one person that I never wanted to see and look at me differently, which was my stepdad. If I knew that he, and listen, don't get me wrong, I'm not completely innocent. Like, I do have a wild, like, I have a very wild side, but that's under control, right? But, you know, I don't want him. If I had a choice in a matter to go a different way when he, he was like, I raised you to do all these things and you're better than that. You know, recently, I, for the first time ever, I told a kid, I go, I know you're better than what I just saw. I have never said anything like that, but his behavior was so poor. And I was like, how could you be so mean in that situation? Because you were hurt. I'm like, we've taught you this on there. And he took a moment and he stepped back and we did the whole situation over again. And he was like, you're right. You know, there's a way to communicate. There's a way that you do things. And right now I just didn't realize how much Judaism and just the, 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 uh, what is it? The, I don't want to say the approach, the be strong and 
like the survival piece was so embedded in me because honestly, at the end of the day, I am so sensitive. I could see someone on the street and I could cry in, in a second. I am so sensitive internally and I see things and, and that was always like, you have to, you can't let that take over and you have to be able to be strong in a way. But I remember there's times that my dad, I would walk upstairs. My dad would turn it off and it was like that, like a war or something going on, on TV. He would turn it off. Vanessa can't handle it because I was so freaking sensitive. I still am sensitive, but look how far I've gone. But, but I've also had a bit boundaries and I also there's a right and a wrong and you have to start to learn that stuff versus being a victim to it and I'm not a victim to my story I'm a I am a survival of what has happened to me in the past and the survival of you know I have learned these skill sets and you know there is a moral compass and there is a right and a wrong so I don't I'm babbling now but I don't know just know that at the end of the day how you treat your family is more important than anything else you can have a facade to the world, but it doesn't mean shit at the end of the day. Your family sees who you are. And that's the stories that will be told. Welcome to Parenting Vanessa Clone. I'll be at 95.7 starting January 6th.